So, Maliki, uh, Hugh Mulligan, how are you? I'm very good, Tyke. How are you keeping, man? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. You're a man I have been uh, anxious to have a chat with for a while. Um, your your music has kind of um, kind of soundtracked my life a little bit for the last six months or so. <laughs> I love to hear funnily that. Funnily enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm in college in Dublin, and a lot of uh, you know a lot of friends of mine are really into your stuff, and I'm a big fan of your stuff myself. Um, and it's funny because we were all we were all really looking forward to seeing you at Trinity Ball, and obviously that's not a thing anymore. Stop. That was I myself and Matthew were myself and Matthew were so excited to do that, but that was that was just a it, it was just such a big deal because Matthew's in college in Trinity and he's went to it before. I've never been. Uh, I had a few friends that tried to sneak into a while back and they said it was amazing. Yeah. Other than that, but it would have been incredible, man, because each tent is is huge. It's it's a really big stage. We know a lot of people in there. It would have been an incredible night, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. But it's all right. There's always next year. It's always next year, yeah. Um, I think we're gonna have to knock live gigs in the head for a little while. Um, yeah. but you know, there's there's so much stuff going on online and everything. We're kind of managing, but uh, exactly it's start to miss it, alright. Yeah, exactly. Come here. Um, you have a new track out at the moment with Gemma Bradley. Um, it's the fourth in a series of collaborative tracks you've been doing with people uh, for yeah. a project called Cocoon. Um. Yes. How, how did you get in contact with Gemma actually? Because like you know, she's somebody as well who's on the up and up, um, yeah. and, and she's somebody I like quite a lot. Uh, how did you get in contact with her? Basically, I mean, Gemma. Yes, yeah, so I got in contact with her over social media because I was going. I saw the Women in Harmony thing, and mm. the Irish Women in Harmony. I saw that video, and I was we were looking for a girl or a woman with a with passion for the music and with a great voice and just overall would like to get involved. So we asked a few people, some people were available, some people weren't. Then we got to Gemma and Gemma was available and we said, that's amazing. We'd love to have you on board. And we didn't know she was from Northern Ireland and I hopped on a call for, with her and she had the der- the Derry accent and I went, oh my God. And so it was amazing because we, we had loads of people from Dublin. We had a few people from Kildare on the track. But then we had someone from Northern Ireland, so it really kind of gave it that bit of a more uh, nationwide project, not mm. just around Dublin and, and Kildare and Wicklow. You know what I mean? So it was great to actually get her. But she was really nice. She came down. Uh, she came down and did the RT Studio Eight session with us last week, and we had to have a chat. Get to got to have a proper chat with her and met her because we haven't met any of the artists on the project because it was all done in isolation. So no way. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So she was the first one. So it was really cool. So we were actually able to meet for the first time under like the new law that you can be within these in certain groups. So it was great. So, but uh, we basically just over social media, man. Networking nowadays is great. You know, everyone spends their time on the phone. So no better way. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it's funny. Like the reason I came across her music in the first place was she actually presents a show uh, in the North similar to this. Yeah, so she does, yeah. a, I think, a kind of a new music show in the North as well. Yeah, um, and she played and a bit of the music on it. That's how she knew me, yeah. Gas, there you go. It's funny. Yeah. There's all these different connections in the Irish music world. Uh, exactly, man. As they say, the, like, it's a small world, especially in Ireland, man. Ah, oh, totally, totally. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Cocoon, because there's, there's a few... Um, there's another... Like, it's the fourth in a series uh, of yeah. singles released so far, uh, You Told Me, with Gemma Bradley. Um, the first one that came out was with Lucy McWilliams' Fair Play, which... Um, yes. like a lot of my friends were very excited about when it came out it's a great track uh, Matthew Harris then long time companion uh, long time producing buddy on board yeah. for Baby Bubblegum and then George II for Cavalier um, I've actually I've seen George II around Dublin a couple of times as well he's deadly 
he's great man and you have yet to meet him I, I said I'd go and grab a pint with him one of the days or uh, or just have a can with the canal or something but uh, he's a he, we loved him we we uh, myself and Matthew have been following him for a while and we just didn't want any sort of because the, the track is amazing Matthew did this incredible instrumental it's really energetic it's hard and it's not something I really dove into much that kind of side of hip hop so I went who would be a really good artist to get on top of and I honestly think he's, he doesn't get as much appreciation as he does uh, he's probably one of my favourite I don't suppose maybe Trap I think he is under the Trap uh, label but he also does a lot of hip hop mm. but he's definitely my favourite in Ireland at the moment in, in that kind of genre I think he kills every track he does and he has this he has a great charisma about him as well he's really cool you know and Lucy McWilliams this was her first release was with you uh, how, yeah. how did you come across her how do you know her well, we did a song a while ago called Jack, which was a, a song when I at the time was struggling with my mental health and I wanted to do a song with her to kind of explore the feelings that young people have with that. Uh, she's a close friend of mine, she has been for years, but I only really uh, found out how good of a singer was maybe during that time. So we okay, came guess. to you and then, and then we did the song together and then every time I had a show, she'd come up and perform. And she always had so much music and writing and lyrics, but she never, I think it was kind of just, she was a bit scared sometimes. But finally we did that Fair Play song. She loved it, which was great. Matthew loved it. I loved it. And then everyone else loved it as well. So we're so happy that it went so well. And now it's given her the courage and the platform to do exactly what she wants. So now she's killing it at the moment. She has another song coming out, I think next month. And that won't be the last year from her. Was Luz on that Jack track as well? That's Lucy, yes. So that was it. Okay, very good, very good. Because there's another artist going around doing uh, uh, under the the name Luz as well it's at the moment. Luz Corrigan, I believe, and I think that's that's what, right. Yeah, yeah. Because she went, oh right, I can't be kind of using an Irish woman's name already because it would just be a bit silly. So she she changed it back to Lucy McWilliams. So I'm happy she did because. Uh, that makes a lot more sense to me yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this follows up the the Butterfly Boy EP last December. Um, and our, I, I, I mean that was the that was the project that kind of put you on not just a, a national platform but an international platform. Like it gained such a fan base off that project. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it. I think it was because it was of a debut project. Was kind of like I was building the, the kind of a name with like five singles and then I wanted to once I got to a certain level I was like right I want to release a project that really speaks for me and something I can look back on and be proud of as my debut project because it was extremely vulnerable uh, personal and uh, and then I didn't have any features on it because I kind of wanted to really just tell a narrative of my story and why mm. I'm doing this and what has went on in that six months uh, kind of it was a it's a conceptual based AEP kind of based around the six months of my life, but I I think people just took a really liking to how vulnerable I was being, especially as a man, because we really struggled as that. And I was only nineteen at the time when I released it, and it was cool, you know. It was something I'm really really proud of. But it, I look back and I haven't I haven't um, it's just weird to think of because I haven't I haven't actually listened to it in so long because as an artist you're continuously progressing and moving on, but. It's something I will always be proud of. And uh, I think Hot Press really, they did a lovely um, little write-up on it and they, they really kind of made me, they made me see that I can do something with this because I was quite weary for a while if, if it's something that I really can shoot for. But 
I think with the, the 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 response from the EP, I was extremely extremely happy because it was def. I was definitely scared putting it out there. Yeah, you will be with your debut project. Like you're always a bit scared. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I th- you were talking about how you know you were talking about certain t- or you were you were uh, addressing certain themes in the EP that are are quite vulnerable and that you know. First of all, you you definitely did that because that's what I got off it immediately. There was a the huge mm-hmm. sense of vulnerability, but kind of um, not a being afraid to show those vulnerability uh, vulnerabilities course, yeah. in that. Um, the themes that you address in your music are the kind of themes that a lot of men struggle to address not just in in music but like in, in you know in in of life man. um yeah. it's you know like there's there's one track on that ep in particular and i can't think of the name of it now but you know what it, it talks about your relationship with your mother um uh, you know like cup of tea addresses kind of society irish society and and yeah. you know the the issues with it and you know it can all be dealt with over a cup of tea like it, it's it's for somebody, you know, and you just mentioned as well, you were 19 when you released that. And it, like, I, I, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about yeah. what, it, and I don't mean to be condescending in, in, oh, no, in no. reference in your age, but like, that's a very, um, you know, these are very eloquent, articulate lyrics for somebody of that age. Not even just yeah. lyrics, but realizations for somebody of that age. It's weird. I was just sitting with my mom eating dinner there. That's why I was a bit late to this, but I was sitting with my mom. She goes, you, you, def- you never read a book. I'm not a reader. I, I was never really all that good in school, but when it comes to putting pen to paper, it does bring out a different side of me. And I always recommend that with men, with women, with anyone. Uh, a friend told me recently, he, he's been writing down his feelings and what his mm. thought process is out throughout the day. Well, it doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a rhythmic based writing. It's really just to get your thoughts out on paper. And that's kind of how I started. And over time, I just got better and better and better. But you're right, though. The teams that I talk about are something that are just close to my heart. And I think showing the vulnerable side to that is the strongest thing you can do, especially in this day and age, because we are just so, we're so restricted from our feelings, I feel, with the whole, with everything that's going on, with some of my friends, they find it hard to talk. I think, I think we're getting a lot better. The awareness is, is something you're constantly trying to spread, but it's, it's hard, you know. I think I've always tried to spread the message through music so much to kind of make people feel a bit more comfortable. And on that, is it and it's funny enough because the first interview I ever did well not the first ever interview I ever did but one of the first interviews I ever did for for, for Beat was with uh, Paul Allwright when he released um, his his album under his own name and mm-hmm. one of the questions I asked him was is it spoken word or is it rap and I could apply the same to you I you're dead right I actually love I love spoken word so much I think it suits me a bit more but I found to kind of get within the mainstream and kind of get yourself out there a bit more, I had to kind of conform to a bit of rap. But not within within saying that, I do I do like to do both. Uh, I can go to both ways. I, I don't really have one that I... I think I, I do like spoken word, word more and poetry. But it really depends on how I'm feeling on the day and how I write it. But the Butterfly Boy one is definitely a bit more spoken word. Like ones like Gem in the Rough with about my mother. The Paper mm. Prophecies, that's just like three minutes of me speaking over a track yeah uh, and then there's one like scumbag which has like a particular rhythm rhythm rhythmic pattern to it that you would associate with a hip-hop or a rap song but i don't know I, I quite like to keep a balance i think fair play was definitely more of a rap tune um it's it's a balance throughout and i think i'm trying to i'm going more into kind of rap music now as well but i will i always always write poetry um it's something that i think i i associate with myself a bit more 
Okay. Like, it's funny you're talking about kind of genre weaving almost there as well. And yeah. I actually had that written down, literally, genre weaving. Um, because, like, a lot of the tracks, and this is, of course, down to Matthew Harris, who produces all the tracks. Um, you know, they are so diverse in sound. Do you think that's added to how, why you're reaching such a wide audience? Yeah, I think definitely. Uh, I, I mean, that's down to... Matthew Harris, as you said, I mean, the two of us before all this happened, we were able to go into a room together, room together, and his talents and my talents really went hand in hand. Where he would be behind the scenes, hopping onto the keyboard, hopping onto Ableton, putting that in, go behind, pick a drum pattern that I'd like. I'd be like, I'd be like, I want that one. He'd hop on back onto his guitar, do the do, and I was like, no, that chord before. And the whole time he's doing that, I'd be writing lyrics. So. I think it, it was just something with his multi multi instrumentalist background, my my lyrics and are different genres that we admire. I'd be more rap and hip hop based lyrics or like a genre like preference, whereas he was more kind of indie, a uh, bit mm. of like alt rock and stuff. So I, yeah. I think because of that, it really formulated our sound. Uh, I don't think without Matthew it wouldn't have sounded like that because every time I come to him he's very experimental we're, same with myself we're never trying to put ourselves in a box we are never trying to say we are this or that genre or that people may ask and it may be the best thing to say oh you can call us hip hop or rap if like if they want to put it like in an article or something but we we do not want to keep ourselves in a box I, 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 to be honest I'm, I'm very excited for the future and what kind of music I make because it can mm. be anything from from opera to, to rock to, to rock I don't to rap I mean I I'm excited you know I'm not going to put myself in any uh, boxes I'm going to see what happens you know that's brilliant and yeah. do you know what that's I, I think that's almost brought us full circle in this interview because it's uh again I'm thinking of how those songs have kind of soundtracked this year in college for me in particular yeah, I, yeah. I, like I'm I'm thinking in particular of one night I was walking home with two friends of mine after one too many rock shandies and uh, <laughs> we were we, we had a cup of tea blaring walking down the road <laughs> and we were all we were all singing it away and it was great crack but I remember hearing that for the first time I was at a party on Halloween night last year and it was when that kind of indie rock kind of guitar bit comes in towards the end yeah. and I went oh damn yeah this is different this is cool um, and I'm going to play Cup of Tea now next on the show because it's uh, my sister's favourite song and it's her birthday today so happy birthday Maeve happy birthday um, yeah, Maliki, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a, a genuine pleasure and I, I look forward to uh, to having many more conversations with you in the future when you're an international rock star, opera star, uh, rap star, <laughs> uh, whatever, African folk music star, whatever you're going to be. The world is my oyster, man. But thank you so much, Tyg, for having me on. Hopefully I'll see you soon and we'll, we'll grab a pint and we'll have a chat. So this is uh, produced by Matthew Harris. It is Maliki with Cup of Tea on Irish Beats. Um...